Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is a program designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to the third season of Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Babies born with complex congenital heart defects usually require at least one surgery before their first birthday. There's a certain amount of trauma involved for both the baby and the parents regarding this situation. Having a hospitalized sibling also affects brothers and sisters. While operating on a baby's hearts is of primary importance, little else is done to help families or babies until the babies have healed sufficiently from their surgeries to begin the process of rehabilitation, or in very young babies, they begin the process of growth in many different ways. Many babies qualify for additional therapies to help them catch up to their peers or to improve their developmental growth. It's not uncommon for babies born with complex congenital heart defects to benefit from physical therapy, speech therapy, or occupational therapy. According to the Hospital for Sick Children's website, there are other kinds of therapies that can benefit babies, children, and even families. Some alternative and complementary therapies include art therapy, aromatherapy, healing touch or therapeutic touch therapy, humor or laughter therapy, massage therapy, music therapy, nutrition therapy, play therapy, and yoga. Kate Mucci has written a beautiful piece entitled The Healing Sound of Music, Incredible Benefits of Music for About.com for their music therapy section. In this piece, she describes how music therapy can help even the tiniest babies who are in incubators in the hospital, and she discusses how music can help people with Alzheimer's. Music is healing for people of all ages. She talks about how sometimes miracles occur thanks to music. Sometimes people are healed, are given a few moments of relief from pain, or are comforted in their passage to the beyond. Sadly, even though there is anecdotal evidence of the benefits of music therapy, only about 15% of American hospitals employ regular music therapy. Still, we know that music can relieve stress in many ways. Kate Mucci writes, The health of the physical body is inextricably tied to our emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Music is a powerful catalyst for healing because it touches the very core of humanity, our souls. We can take control of our health and our lives as we enjoy the healing sound of music. Art therapy has also set itself apart as a means of utilizing the creative process and being available to just about anyone. While art therapy can benefit children, it can also be helpful to adults. According to the Art Therapy blog on the benefits of art therapy, really anyone can benefit from art therapy. Art therapy can improve various mental and physical symptoms, including, but not limited to, 
reducing pain, anxiety, and tension. It can be beneficial to those who have mental disorders, severe or light emotional abuse, cancer, post-traumatic stress disorders or PTSDs, people who are bipolar, and a variety of other serious ailments. The beautiful thing about art and music therapy is that they do not have to be done with an actual licensed art or music therapist to receive some benefit. Clearly, working with a specialist will help recipients in many ways they may not have considered or be aware of. But just the act of listening to or producing music or creating something or enjoying art created by someone else is beneficial. Therefore, I'm very excited about our show today, Expressions from the Heart on HeartWire International. You will learn more about HeartWire International from today's guests, Megan Tones and Angela Lair. Megan Tones was born in Australia in 1983. She was originally diagnosed with a large ventricular septal defect, or VSD, which has become complicated by mitral valve prolapse, heart failure, and atrial arrhythmias in adulthood. As a child, Megan's favorite hobbies were pets, arts and crafts, reading, and video games. Today, her work as a researcher takes up much of her time. However, she tries to keep up her hobbies where she can and has written a couple of short stories over the years. Her change in health status has prompted her involvement in adult congenital heart defect support groups, and she hopes to be even more active in CHD advocacy work in the future. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Megan. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, I'm so excited. You are Heart to Heart with Anna's first Australian guest. That's quite an honor. <laughs> well, it's definitely an honor for me. Angela Lair told me that she wanted to have you on the show with her when I suggested that we do this show, and so I said, that sounds fabulous. What can you tell me about your work with HeartWire International? Well, I first met Angela about four years ago through the Adult Congenital Heart Association, and she was the one who actually reached out to me. We were both in hospital with atrial fibrillation, so we were going through the same kinds of things with our hearts at the time with our probably first sort of major scary episodes as adults if you like and we always wanted to work on something for CHD awareness but I never really got around to it myself. Meanwhile Angela started Heartwire and she invited me to blog about my experiences of dealing with increased complexity in my condition as an adult so since then we've been talking a bit more regularly about me becoming more involved which I think is really good because I have a research background that's a little bit different to Angela's and also we're hoping that Heartwire might start to have a bit more of an international impact if there's more people from other countries outside of the U.S. involved. Yes, that sounds absolutely wonderful. I love the fact that you want to have an international flair. That's when I first knew about Heartwire, it was just plain old Heartwire, but now it's Heartwire International. So I love the fact that you're including people from all over the world. Thank you. It's changing and evolving all the time, that's for sure. <laughs> it certainly is. So what is it that you do with HeartWire? Well, I've only just started to become involved with HeartWire, so I think that HeartWire fulfills a really important role that's not just about education and advocacy. I think it's really important that it also showcases the positive aspects of the lives of people with CHD. I remember Angela said something very interesting to me. She said, do what feels authentic to you. And I feel like no one's ever really given me the permission to do that as an adult. So I think that 
my role with Heartwire and anyone as a contributor is about using art to create meaning in your life as a form of expression and therapy and maybe even ultimately as a career for some people. And I feel like the artistic side of Heartwire makes it a more accessible website for anybody and not just somebody with CHD. And one thing that we're hoping to do with our expansion of Heartwire is to maybe become more active in research in the future in terms of looking into the psychosocial aspects of living with congenital heart disease. So I think there's lots of important areas for research in congenital heart disease, but patient experience is also very important. Oh, I agree 100%. And I love that you're interested in possibly doing some research in the psychosocial aspect of being part of the congenital heart defect community because that's an area that hasn't received as much attention from doctors or other researchers because the most important work that's been done for the last 20, 30, 40 years has been on saving lives. And so it's mostly regarding the different drugs and surgeries that are involved, which is great. But now that we do have so many people who are surviving to adulthood, there are so many other issues that we need to investigate. And that's what I love about this radio show is that I'm able to talk to people about all different kinds of topics. And I think what you said about being authentic, I love that. I love that Angela told you to be authentic with what you're doing because I think that that helps people to understand what living with congenital heart defect is. And it kind of helps you discover something about yourself as well, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It was almost like when she said that, she was giving me permission to do something for myself. Like you say about the research, there's so much focus on the physical health, but mental health is also really important. And I think art therapy or being creative, it's sort of like exercising or working out your imaginative muscle and creativity. There's so much sort of problem solving and cognitive skills that you use in that and I think that it's just as important for heart disease and heart failure as working on your physical health. It's not all about diet and exercise. The mental and the psychosocial aspect is important. Having a community like Heartwire is an important part of that. Right, and some of our listeners may not really understand what Heartwire International is, so let me tell you a little bit and then Megan, you can supplement with what other information we need to know, but I found out about Heartwire on Facebook because there is a Facebook page, but there's also a website, and this is a fabulous opportunity for people in the congenital heart defect community to display their artwork, their short stories, their music, and it's a way for all of us to share with one another. Did I get that right, Megan? Yes, yeah, I think that captures the essence of it pretty well. Uh, Angela, in the next segment, of course, will probably have quite a bit to add to that, being the founder, but I think that you've summed it up very well. Well, what have you contributed to Heartwire, Megan? Well, so far I've written a guest blog about my road, if you like, to becoming a more complicated congenital heart disease patient and how I sort of manage that transition. But what I'd really like to say a little bit about the role that creativity plays in my life and how I sort of got started with that, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. That sounds perfect. So I think originally my creative side actually did emerge from my congenital heart disease, funnily enough. Uh, 
in that I wasn't really a very active child, so my mother would always try and keep me busy with, you know, Play-Doh and drawing, and then as I got a bit older, I got into making up stories and sort of acting out little stories with my soft toys, and I could do that for ages. And as I got older, I became more focused on writing, and I've written short stories on and off and kept a diary and things like that and before the internet came about which I think is just a wonderful invention for people with congenital heart disease I didn't know anybody who was going through the same sort of health issues as I was and when I was a teenager my diary gave me the space to whinge if you like Um, so that was therapeutic but I have had one short story published which I got paid $25 for so I was pretty excited about Yay, that. you're a paid and writer that's awesome. <laughs> thank you and that story was accepted on the day that I was in surgery six years ago so I thought that that was kind of a good omen but I think mm-hmm. writing has so many uses for people and, and you write for yourself ultimately so I don't think you need to be concerned that you're not a good writer I don't think that's a problem at all because it can be as personal as keeping a diary to talk about your feelings or you could use it in a wider forum for entertainment and helping others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's just absolutely wonderful. And that's what I love about Hardwire is that it actually affords people the opportunity to share experiences that a very unique part of the population really understands. Not everybody understands some of the things that people in the heart community understand so well. I mean, we can say to one another just a few words, and there's immediate understanding because we've been waiting in the waiting room while a child has been operated on. Or you're the child yourself. In your case, you and Angela are actually survivors. And so you two speak a language that not everybody speaks. But through HeartWire, we have a chance to express our and open it up to everyone in the heart community and beyond. And I just think that's fabulous. So thank you so much for sharing, Megan. We need to go to a quick commercial break, but don't leave yet because we will have Angela Lair coming on next, and she'll be telling us more about what she did in creating HeartWire and what's new for HeartWire in just a moment. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today our topic is Expressions from the Heart on HeartWire International, and today's guests are Megan Tones and Angela Lair. We just finished talking with Megan about her experience with HeartWire, and now we'll turn our attention to Angela Lair. Angela Lair was born in 1982 with hypoplastic right heart syndrome and pulmonary atresia to parents with a musical background. A born advocate, she served as a poster child for the American Heart Association at the age of seven. Angela developed a passion for music, particularly singing early on. As she continued to kindle her passion for music and the arts, she also moved into congenital heart defect advocacy work specifically. Within the last two years, Angela has extended her advocacy work to the congenital heart defect community and reconnected with music by working with a band called the Mendenhall Experiment, which supports and promotes disability awareness. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Angela. 
Thank you, Anna. Well, we've already been talking about you, and even though I didn't read it as part of your bio, we all know that you're the founder of HeartWire International. So can you tell us why you decided to start HeartWire? Of course. The initial idea for HeartWire International was born out of my own personal experiences, being an artist myself and someone living with complex congenital heart defect. And then a year ago, a close friend, actually my first adult CHD friend, passed away due to multi-system organ failure due to complications from her CHD, which was Tetralogy of Hullo. And I had the honor of knowing her and being there with her family the night before she passed away. Her name was Melinda, and she had an artistic passion, and she was always positive and supportive and uplifting and encouraging of me and my life, despite the fact that she was also struggling And so ultimately, HeartWire was created to allow her spirit and her legacy to be carried on in response to the grief that I felt for her loss. And I knew that by doing something creative and positive that would touch the lives of the CHD community, it would be the perfect thing to honor her memory. Yeah, that does sound like the perfect vehicle to honor Melinda. And how awesome that... Even though she's gone physically from this world, you are allowing her spirit and her creativity to still be a part of your life and a part of everyone else's life who didn't even get a chance to meet her. Absolutely. And that's one of the key things that her family said during the time of her death was her body will go before her spirit does. And so I just kind of picked up where she left off and her family has said now she gets to go and do all of these amazing things still Mm. through HeartWire, through just continuing her legacy. Okay, so that leads me to the very next question, which is if you could tell us about some of your favorite exhibits, do we have something on the HeartWire website that Melinda actually created? Nothing that she's created, unfortunately. We haven't gotten there. (laughs) Grief is difficult, but we do definitely see her spirit everywhere. There's a section of the website that talks about her legacy in a little bit more detail. So nothing from her, but definitely she infuses into everything that we do. The interesting thing about HeartWire is that we are a Facebook page and a website and kind of in the period of transitioning people to the website. But we have tons of people that post on the Facebook page regularly. And some of my favorites on the Facebook page now are music. A gentleman Mm -hmm. by the name of David Franco is a really amazing guitarist, and so he's shared. And then a woman named Anna Taylor also just picked up the ukulele kind of in response to her CHD and not being able to do, you know, things that, quote, normal people can do. But she picked up a ukulele a couple of years ago, and it was kind of her therapy. And I had the pleasure of hanging out with her at the Adult Congenital Heart Conference conference? and playing music and singing with her. And there's video of it on the Facebook page right now, working on getting it over to the website. But, yeah, it was really fun to sit with her and I love to sing and David was there and we just sat in the middle of a hotel lobby and sang songs. We had never sang together but interestingly enough later someone said people were watching you and people (laughs) that were coming in stopped to look and see what was happening and 
that's really the key and core of the spirit of Heartwire is just mm-hmm. the community coming together and doing something positive that's fun, that doesn't make us take our minds off of our chronic condition, but that gives us an avenue to connect with one another on a level other than you have a scar and you had open heart surgery mm-hmm. because we all have little... Well, it's like we have the heart bond But because of that heart bond, we're able to enjoy expressing ourselves with each other even more. Don't you feel like you have a sisterhood? Exactly. It's such a deep bond that we have with those in the CHD community. If I meet another mom, we hardly have to say anything before I feel like we're sisters and friends. Or even dad or... Or even with the survivors. I was lucky enough to meet David Franco, and then he came on my radio show. And I feel yeah. like we've been friends forever. And, and we have it. Yeah. <laughs> we've been Facebook no, friends for I, a while. But... I had the same experience with David Franco. We had mm-hmm. been talking for about two years just on Facebook. And mm-hmm. coming up to the conference, we knew that both of us were going to be there. And we hung out like we had known each other forever, and we're just kind of cutting up. And we had a great time. <laughs> That doesn't normally happen with just anybody. Right. It doesn't happen as easily outside the heart community. Right. And it was really like not only the the heart connection, if you would, but it's also the music. You have music in common. Mm -hmm. And so it's getting people to kind of get to those deeper levels. And as Megan said in the earlier segment, be authentic to themselves. Do what they want to do. Right. And that comes through in the music and the art. We really get to know people in a different way through their music and their art. Right. I cannot believe it, but it is time for us to take another quick commercial break. But don't leave yet because when we come back, we'll have both Angela and Megan in the studio together with me. And we'll find out what's new for Heartwire International in 2015 when we return to Heart to Heart with Anna. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today we are talking with Megan Tones and Angela Lair about the importance of having music, art, and other creative outlets in our lives. And I want to thank them so much for coming on Heart to Heart with Anna. I am so excited about the opportunity we have through doing this show to let other people know about this wonderful website and how other people can contribute to the website. So, Welcome back. We're in the last segment, Angela and Megan. And the first question I have is there's something that you wanted to say that we ran out of time in your segment to talk about. And so I'll start with you, Megan, since you were in the first segment. I think that we covered quite a bit in that first segment, but I just really wanted to emphasize for people with congenital heart disease and other chronic health problems about the link between physical and psychological health and just how important it is to look after yourself mentally and physically. Often doctors or we become so focused on the physical, taking our tablets and walking every day and trying to eat the right sorts of things that we kind of forget a little bit about what's going on upstairs and I think that any sort of creative outlets like writing or music or drawing can really help you to cope with the stresses that you have in your life and express yourself and just 
create meaning for yourself. Yes, I just think that that's so important. I do, too. I agree with you 100% about the writing. And writing therapy is really what got me through having my son and having his heart defect diagnosed. When Alex was diagnosed, he was in congestive heart failure. We had been saying for two months that something was wrong with our son, and the doctors kept telling us that we were wrong, that we were being overprotective parents, and not to compare our second son to our first son. And so then by the time he was in real distress, and they finally believed us, he was in congestive heart failure, and the doctors told us he had a 5% chance to survive the surgery. And they recommended we take him home to let him die in our arms, which was not an option for us. And so I'm sure you can imagine how traumatic an experience that was for us. And for me, writing is what helped get me through it. And like you said, the Internet has been so awesome, but the Internet was not around 20 years ago uh, like it is today. So interesting that you say that because that story that you tell about your son is so similar to my parents' story. They actually found out at six days old that I had a problem and all of a sudden they were sent to this specialist hospital and they got told all sorts of awful things like that maybe I had half a heart and I was only going to live a few days. But creativity is a big part in my parents' life. My mother has a whole Mm -hmm. quilt that she smocked while I was in hospital that she worked on, this beautiful patchwork quilt. Oh, you're going to have to take a picture of that. Oh, you'll have to put a picture of that up on Hardwire. That would be wonderful. Yeah, and for me, I was able to write about it, and I've actually written several books, and what I found out on the Internet was I wasn't the only one that writing could help. I reached out to lots of other people, and in the heart of a mother, one of the anthologies that I put together... Yeah, there's over 60 women who contributed. I had 50 men contribute to the heart of a father. And several people had told me, oh, my goodness, if I had known how therapeutic writing was, I could have saved myself thousands of dollars in counseling. (laughs) So I agree with you how therapeutic writing can be. Yeah, that's just amazing. So what did your dad do? Your mom made a quilt. And what did your dad do to help deal with it? Dad was always a musician, so I think that Mm -hmm. that was a great thing for him to have something that he really enjoyed doing. But what he used to do for me and my younger brother too, he would tell us stories at night. And I remember he would sit in my hospital room and it would be all dark and there'd just be the machines around us. And he would just sit there and tell me stories till I fell asleep. So I actually have a lot of good memories in hospital when I was a little kid of my parents being there and doing puzzles or telling me stories and it really helped me a lot then and maybe that's that's also why I'm doing more with stories now but I better let Angela talk as well that's right now it's Angela's turn I know because we're almost out of time Angela we only have a minute or two left is there something that you would like to add to the conversation well I'll add a little off of what Megan has said one of the key and core things that I've always said with Heartwire International just getting it started is that we want to look at you as a person first and then as a patient and then as a sibling. We want to highlight your passion for life and your experience, whereas other organizations are very good at providing the physical support of medical information. We want to kind of be the answer to that and see you as a whole person. Because I think a lot of the times people with CHD, even extending to friends and family, you're kind of looked at as a medical experiment, if you will. And 
not as a person. And so it's kind of taking back yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Taking back yourself, expressing yourself through what you're actually passionate about instead of saying, my name is Angela, I have this CHD, and this is how I work my life to support my CHD. It would be lovely if the language could change to, my name is Angela and I'm an artist, and I happen to have CHD, and that's a part of my life. In 2015, it looks like one of the things that you're really looking forward to is moving from just being on Facebook to putting more information on the website. Am I right Right. with that? Exactly. You're right on target. Yeah, we're looking forward to that and more contributions and expanding our community as well as exploring the possible research opportunities and connecting with other community partners. I think there's a great value in working with other organizations, other people in the community who are also doing this type of work or different work so that we can promote and lift each other up. Great. So give us the website that people can go to. It's heartwiremyheart.org. It's Heartwire International on the Facebook now. You can search under Heartwire International. We're on Facebook. On the website, you can become a user by going to the Become a Heartwire User tab, and we'll get back to you within 48 hours with login information so that you can start posting your own passions and sharing your lives with us. I just love this. Thank you so much, Megan and Angela, for coming on the show and sharing HeartWire with us. And I look forward to finding out later on who else is going to be on your website. I want to see Megan's mom's quilt, so I hope she takes a picture of that. And yeah, I just she's can't been holding out on me, so we'll have to get that up on the website. There you yes, go. Yeah, I will ask her next time I see her to take a picture. Absolutely. That would be a beautiful tribute to you as a little girl and what your mom went through and how she was able to use art to help her through that difficult time. I think that's a great way for us to end the show. This does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. We will have a link to HeartWire on the Heart to Heart with Anna website as well. Thank you for listening today. Come back again next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. Until then, please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our website, hearttoheartwithanna.com, and our Cafe Press Boutique. Follow our radio show, and remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next week.